0: <clears throat> we've got Kwame in the studio with us this morning early because, well, Kwame, thanks for first of all for coming in, not on your shift. Um, it, with everything that's happening, not just in uh, the world, but here in Portland with civil unrest, I, and I don't want to sound white, but well, you're, an, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but too late. T- you're an
0: African American, and as much as we can empathize and sympathize, we don't know. What it feels like to be an African-American and see this happen where uh, a black man is killed yet again uh, by white men and what it means to you. And and how are What do you feel about the protesting?
1: Um, well, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it. This this morning show has been an institution here in this market for you know quite a while and it comes uh, with a very you know a very good reputation so it's just an honor to be on to be even talking about this um the first thing i want to cover is actually not the fact that another unarmed black man was killed and in broad daylight with cameras and phones around by police the first thing i want to cover about the protest is the fact that what you are witnessing is something that this is a tipping point based on the fact that not only has there been years of civil unrest and people feeling oppressed, but you add that to 10 weeks of people being stuck in their homes, Mm. people losing their jobs, people not having enough food, people not having anything to look forward to and feeling like they have nothing to lose. So you take those factors in and you put that ammonia in with this bleach over here and then you dump it on an open flame so now you see a man who is probably coming out of his home after 10 weeks and being asked by the police officers to come over and then there's an altercation in which at the end he dies and every video footage every piece of video footage we see makes it look worse and worse there's no ambiguity here there's no Oh well, we saw him. You know, we Pull saw a gun him. Yes, or, yeah, right. Yeah. There's no ambiguity. There's nothing, no. They and and it's over and over in there to see. So now you have people that are protesting because they're tired. They're tired of feeling as though they're not being heard. And the people that you see that are marching that are not African-American are also in other groups that are tired of not being heard. We have the LGBTQ community that's marching with us because there are still issues that we as a society have not addressed. Um, We as a society have not addressed our issues with race. I see it on on our Facebook page all the time. There was a national story that came out about Halsey. And they said, oh, this is a lie or stick to playing music because no one wants to undress, address the uncomfortable truth because of a fear of being labeled racist or a fear of being labeled in an unpopular category, which some of that may live inside of them.
0: And plus, just as a white person, I don't want to also come across as pandering or... Um you know just uninformed and like i just i don't know what to do I, I i feel just as outraged and horrible about the situation but i don't want to come across, across as white privileged you know oh thanks you know thanks for your outrage <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, well, you know, the cold hard truth is you do have white privilege.
0: I do. You're absolutely like, right. For example. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's just, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, people have reached out to me online about what they can do because now it is, it is no longer just a thing that we don't talk about. It is a thing that is at our doorsteps. It's like, for instance, I will tell you that I have a pretty good job here. You know, I, I do Okay. But there isn't anybody that's listening that is not me right now that would switch places with me. I when I, I do realize that when I drive from the station and I go home, that when I encounter a police officer in my rearview mirror, that 99.5% of the time they are thinking about what they're going to do with their job. They're thinking about their family. They're thinking about how they're going to get through with this, this this pandemic as well they're not even thinking about the guy in the orange Subaru at all but there's that 0.5 percent chance that I might just die I may not come in tomorrow and that is what petrifies me and let's take that let's take let's scale it back even even being African-American in the workplace you know a lot of times we we're 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 told not to, not told not to, but conditioned not to speak our minds or whatever, because even just the things of privilege, mislabeling of things with a microaggression, like if, if like for instance, if there was a meeting and Jeff went off, even though Jeff is very monotone all the time. Okay, let's say I did. Okay, you went off. Lori, you know, Lori goes off. It's like Lori is passionate, but if I went off, it might be viewed as aggressive. Whereas I'm just displaying that same passion. So as a result, there are times that I have to think, think again, think again, think again, before I approach things as not to come across a way because in society we have been so conditioned to feel a certain way and it's conditioned so deeply that most people don't even know that they're doing it. So when you ask me, you know, what can you do? I say, you know, you are a mother by default, because you know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, default mother, or stepmom, I guess is another word.
1: And and Jeff, you have children, and and Brittany, I don't know what your plans are. (laughs) Um, Your kids are gonna start asking you about these moments in time. And the idea here is to be honest with your children. Show them where, even tell them about situations where you may have gone wrong, that you realize now that you've gone wrong, whether it was intentional, and I'm not talking about you, but anyone that's listening, whether it was intentional or accidental, And tell them to be better. Revolutions are messy. Change of thought and behavior takes a large amount of time. And what I'm asking anyone that wants to know, as Lori said, what to do, teach your children about what is happening right now and teach them to be better so we don't have to go through this again.
0: That should be an easy thing to do. It is
1: easy. It is easy in theory, but we have to get through the discomfort of talking about it.
0: I really appreciate it. Honest to God. I mean...
1: Talking about me, there are other groups that are hoping to hijack these protests. And I mean, you see this in every country's revolution. There are always outside influences that will hijack a revolution for their own individual discourse or the excuses of. If you're going out there and you're protesting, please make sure that you're safe. Make sure that your friends are safe. I saw a video of a girl that was protesting and these men went to go break into a store, and she went to stop them from breaking into a store, and they just threw her to the ground. Mm. They weren't even part of the protest. They just showed up. They could have been operatives of whatever.
0: Well, Kwame, um, I'm sorry. You're probably going to need a nap before your shift this afternoon. So
1: <laughs> I don't sleep anymore. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice.
0: It's overrated anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, appreciate uh, the thoughts, and if you want to learn more about how uh what Kwame thinks about everything that's going on uh he did write a great article on the Q97.9 app and wjbq.com